Sally Henderson is an executive change mentor offering support, advice and help to senior leaders to keep you and your business going through challenging times ahead. Sally, thank you very much for being on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. As an executive change mentor, you specialize in creating valuable change and impact to help ambitious growth mindset owners and senior leaders achieve greater success and happiness at at work and in life. That's a skill set that's needed now more than ever, I would imagine. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so absolutely. And I, I think I've been reframing that to say, do you know what, right now, yes, that's my usual goal is that greater success and happiness. But I think a lot of people just need to cope right now and to actually feel there are firm foundations under our feet because everything has been changed, hasn't it? Mm. Certainly for the majority of my clients, they are coping. I mean, it's it's the word of the moment, unprecedented, but they are coping with unprecedented levels of change. Mm. And even in the good times, that's something that is rarely taught, I find, to people. There's so much assumption that goes on with because you're a senior X or you're a CEO of Y or look at the success in inverted commas that you've achieved, you actually don't need any help. Hmm. And I think I find that incredible because I think everybody needs help. And often it's those really successful people need it more than ever. Hmm. And right now, the pressure we're feeling is um, unparalleled because it's not just pressure from usual working challenges. You've got thrown into that mix also worry about loved ones and the whole of the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what's going on. And then also, how's your family? And the family is having to operate on a totally different level that nobody's prepared or trained for. Mm. I've got children. I'm not a teacher. You know, that's Mm. not easy. So, yeah, right now, helping people to navigate change is something that I feel very privileged to be able to do. Hmm. Really interesting. And, And you're right. We haven't really leaders haven't really been given the skills to be able to cope in an environment like this. We've never faced this sort of challenge before. And so many people are now looking to the leaders for answers. And if they haven't had that sort of coaching or advice to help them in these navigate these waters, it's a very challenging you know, situation to be in. How do you help them guide them through and sort of navigate in these very challenging times? I think firstly, it's by having no assumptions that's the beauty of my work. You come to work with clients, no assumptions about who they are, what they're feeling, what what they're thinking or how they're acting. Um, so that, that I think giving somebody that safe space to just be themselves and also giving them a space where they know it's OK to be honest, because as a senior leader, you you ha- you are looked at often to have the answers, aren't you? Especially right now, people mm. want direction. They want certainty. So what I like to provide my clients with is that opportunity just to be themselves and to talk and for me to listen without an agenda. So Hmm. I'm not I haven't got my even in normal times. Again, I haven't got my career, my bonus, um, my investment, my project or whatever tied up in this person's performance Hmm. as a leader. Uh, My whole role is like being um, a a coach to a prime athlete because Hmm. All the good athletes and Olympians, to use a cliche, but it works, they wouldn't be there without the right team of support around them. Mm. Mm. So I think, again, my role is in these times is being one of one of the support mechanisms uh, and only one that I think leaders should be actively seeking out at mm. the moment. Definitely, because I just think it's too much to be expected to cope with this on your own. Sure. 
Let, let's talk about the emotional side of this, because one of the things that you help your clients with is how to sort of navigate the difficult change of emotions that we're all feeling right now. Uh, I'm sure your own emotions have sort of gone on a roller coaster over the last few weeks, exactly. as mine as mine have. So, so describe what those changes in emotion have been over the last few weeks, generally speaking, and how do you help your clients sort of navigate them? So, I think the changes I've seen as we've gone from a place of shock. Well, firstly, it was a bit of disbelief before. People were like, yeah, you know, what's this about not shaking hands? Right. <laughs> Um, you know, people were, I think, including me, a bit dismissive about, yeah. oh, well, it, it, this is only something to worry about with, with old people or people sure. who are ill. Sure. I think they were all quite dismissive as an emotion and quite distant. And then we had the shock of ha- what was happening and the immediacy. Then I, I was certainly working with clients who felt massively overwhelmed. It's like, where do I even start? Um, fear. Fear was an emotion. That I think also we're not we're not actually used to that emotion in our lifestyles you know we're very privileged aren't we mm. we very rarely feel fear mm. at work we might have anxiety sure. and worry sure. and concern, but that pure almost primal primal fear, fear. Yeah. yeah i think was something that a lot of people and myself included were were quite shocked that that's that's such a strong feeling actually yeah um, in the 21st it, century we don't experience that in 21st century britain uh in no. the west we don't experience that at all um yeah totally right completely new emotion but equally you know it's not all doom and gloom there's been incredible emotions around um coming together um willingness to help um loyalty feeling very committed um feeling uh part of something bigger than yourself Mm. i know i felt that where there's a lots of emotions around you know a a collaboration i think like we've never ever had before because it's not one market that's suffering it's not one business type or category that's suffering. We are all suffering. And some of us, gosh, hearts go out to people who are physically suffering with this. You know, we're talking about emotional suffering. Mm. But um, that that sense of collaboration and being at one, I think, has also been very empowering for people at these times. Mm. And it's allowed us a great sense of community to come through that perhaps wasn't there before. Mm. So we've got a very interesting yin yang of the scales where you can oscillate. So that's one word I used with um, what I was feeling, what my clients were feeling. I was like, mm. I think we're doing a lot of oscillating right now. <laughs> um, because on one hand, you're like, this is a this is an opportunity to make things better, yeah. an opportunity to help others. And then you think, crikey, everything's changed. How do I cope? Sure. My clients were feeling. Um, but what I found by, by listening, by really hearing what was being said without judging, um, mm. I could then start to help my clients self-understand better. Mm. I think emotions are very tricky and fickle things. And often the root emotion isn't perhaps what you're calling it. It's really so, fascinating. And, and, and your point around oscillation is, is really interesting as well, because f- from what I'm hearing you saying, it's not a linear progression of sort of dis, you know, disbelief, shock, uh, fear, feeling, feeling overwhelmed, etc. You can sort of regress and go back to another stage and then spend more time in one stage than another. Uh, so there's this constant sort of seesawing between the emotions. Uh, and I think also what I've been really wanting to pre- prepare my clients for is that the emotions that we've all been working with have been very fresh. Hmm. So we've also been, it's been quite novel, hasn't it? And, hmm. and very immediate, like, oh, look, we have to work from home, sort that out. So right. It's been very practical and very tangible. Right. I think what's going to be very uh, potentially difficult for leaders of business 
over the next weeks and months to come is when other emotions take hold, like frustration, but boredom hmm. and loneliness, because you are disconnected from your colleagues. Hmm. Um, and also perhaps frustration will be something and anger that people will start to get quite angry about the situation. Because one thing I think is important to recognize around emotion is none of us chose this. So therefore, mindset is so much more important than ever before, because your mindset needs to be one of continuing to embrace and understand and look for solutions rather than become a victim or become angry or feel done to. So I think the more leaders can keep their own uh, perspective healthy, but also know that people are, I think, like cycles of grief are going to start to feel sure. angry, even if it's completely irrational. Sure. Even if their logical mind processes it, gets it, right. knows the rationale behind it. There's mm. a there's a childlikeness in all of us, isn't there? That little toddler that goes, I just really don't think it's fair. It's not fair. <laughs> and you know, That's coming. It's not fair, is it? Yeah. So mm. knowing how to help people cope with the different um, kind of swathes of emotion that I think will happen as the situation continues to change mm. in ways that we've never dealt with before. So leadership in this environment is super in fact, fascinating and, and important. Talk a little bit about how leaders should be thinking about leading themselves, probably even before they start leading their employees and their stakeholders. Yeah, great point. I think it's the classic um, that we've talked about before, about putting your own oxygen mask on first. Right. And even in normal times, leaders, especially entrepreneurial leaders, I find, can find that uncomfortable. They can almost feel guilty if they prioritize their own needs because a lot of their drivers and sense of value comes from supporting others hmm. and being on a constant quest of it's never quite good enough or it's never hmm. quite finished. Um, so they are often at the bottom of the list or last of the list and don't even get on it. You know, there is that classic saying it's lonely at the top and it really is for mm -hmm. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I think my advice to leaders right now is don't isolate, don't think it's indulgent to or fluffy or nice to have to get support and to get help because we all need help through this um there i said that, that clash of your private world and your professional world although all the anxiety that is very very real that's that takes a toll mm. on someone's emotions their thinking their behaviors and their energy and their reserves so if you're able to look after yourself first, which shouldn't actually be a choice thing. It should be a doing thing. As I say to my children, this is not an asking thing here. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. You're going to be better equipped to look after everybody else. Um, but if you're, I think the key to that for me around leading yourself first is becoming more self-aware of how you're truly thinking and feeling hmm. and actually giving yourself mental space, which right now could be a big challenge for a lot of people and understandably, but giving yourself that space to actually think, God, how am I? How am I truly thinking and feeling? And am I actually talking to anyone about that so that I'm processing it and keeping up with myself, let alone everybody else? Hmm. So what's the starting point here then? So for clients that you're working with right now, for leaders that you're speaking to and working with, where, do, where should they start on that journey? What, what sort of frameworks or sort of guideposts do you have that you you're, you're using and sort of introducing to them to help them think through this mm. situation so there's two that i they're, they're my own ip that i've created over the years of being at the, at the you know, coal face of change that i think uh, i have a belief around being simple smart 
Okay. That things don't have to be complicated to be good right. <laughs> at leadership exactly. level. I think sometimes people think the more theory and complicated and from a textbook it is and sure. that counts. Um, but there's a tool I created called the, that I call the five word reveal, which is very simple but very powerful for raising self-awareness about you and your team and your whole organization. But you can also use this in your private life. Uh, my EA did this with her five-year-old daughter and it really helped them. Okay. Uh, yeah, to cope. And the five word reveal is that you simply write down five adjectives that best describe how you're feeling right now. Hmm. And you write those out, um, at least get to three, because some people find five a bit hard, that's okay, but at least have three. And then the power of doing this comes from when you actually then percentage weight them. Hmm. So no matter how many words you've written, and I wouldn't go above five because it can get a bit complicated. Right. But if you percentage weight those words. So, for example, uh, I was speaking once to the CEO on the cusp of starting their first ever CEO gig in a high profile uh, company. And we were chatting and I said, how do you feel? And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't really know, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, we no one's ever that. asked me that. Um, and I said, well, let's do the five word reveal. And they had excited, they had um, nervous, they had uh, anxious. I think they had energized and optimistic from yeah. memory or things like that. Right. But then once we um, percentage weighted them, we saw that anxiety was actually the dominant lens. Huh. So, yes, they were excited and optimistic, but they were actually quite small compared to the feeling of anxiety. Interesting. So once we allowed this self-awareness to be understood and uh, and seen, I then was able to mentor and coach them through and say, okay, do, do you think that's going to serve you very well? <laughs> mm. If on your first day your dominant feeling is, is anxiousness, how do you think that might translate transfer to everyone else? Well, they're going to feel I'm anxious, aren't they? Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So what's going to happen to you? I am going to be worried that they're feeling I'm anxious. <laughs> yes. How will that make you? More anxious. Anxious. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's a what, cycle. Totally. Uh, but what I said, um, you know, the interesting thing is that the um, physiologically, uh, physiology between your state when you're anxious and your state when you're excited is pretty hmm. much identical. Hmm. It's the message you choose to take from the signals that you might then makes the butterflies good or bad. Super so the line, yeah, the line between anxious and excited is is absolutely minimal, if not even there sometimes. So just by getting the awareness, and if you look at your percentages, and then you think, oh my gosh, you know, is it serving me? Is it helpful to me or my team or my family or my business? Right. Let those be the dominant feelings that I'm taking forward in the world right now. Hmm. Yes, I, I'm not, it's not about suddenly Disney and letting a, a dove go and go, well, let's just change it. Very excited. Oh, okay, <laughs> let that work. No, yeah. you've got to work it through. But at least once you become aware, which before I get my clients to do this exercise, they are not even really aware how sure. they feel um, or that there might be some pockets of opportunity of positive in and amongst the challenge or vice versa. But once we make it aware and we actually get more conscious, you can then do something amazing, which is make an active choice. Hmm. And you know, okay, you know what? Do I hang out in feeling anxious or worried or stressed? And if I do, what's that going to give me? Or do I or do I choose to, even if I just nudge it 5% for now, you know, that's going to make a big difference. So you, because you're becoming more self-aware, you can then take greater control. And I think in times of crisis and change, 
if people feel more in control, they are more confident, mm. even if everything around them is, is difficult. So this is a very simple tool that you can just quickly do for yourself or do for your team. Obviously, you need a trust-based culture to do this in, and you mm -hmm. cannot blame. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all going wrong because you're feeling stressed. God damn it, thanks for letting me know. Um, you know. And also, the only thing I'd, another caveat I would say is if you're doing this as a leader to your team, you have got to have the energy reserves to cope with what you're asking okay. them to tell you. Interesting. Because if then people tell you their naked truth, I, I always say the naked truth will always conquer. And if their naked truth is, I am scared, worried, anxious, not sleeping, about to burn out on an, on um, on worry, and they, they tell you that, you have to cope. You can't you just can't. go, thanks very much. Uh, yeah. Right. Can we just put, can we put the mask back on? Sure. You're not? Right. Because <laughs> I didn't ask that question. Yeah. But I think the, the power, though, comes from acknowledging it. You then can make a choice about how to change it. Hmm. Um, or just be kind to yourself and go, do you know what? Today, I don't have the reserves to change it. But I'll breathe. I'll be kind. And I'll know that tomorrow I'll look again. You know? Super interesting. Last couple of questions. Sally, before I um, before I let you go, th there was something that we discussed in the pre-interview. Uh, there were two questions specifically that I wanted to get to, and these are the two questions that you ask your clients before you start mm. working with them, and they are, "How are you?" and "What's your job?" and I thought they were absolutely fascinating, and the way you described them and talked about them were absolutely fascinating. So I'd like you to sort of share what your thinking is around around those two questions and why you ask them. Yeah, absolutely. So. Again, people assume a lot about other people and themselves. And when I start working with my clients, normally they are serving everybody else, working at, you know, whatever rate per hour, go, going, 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 going. Mm -hmm. um, and they haven't ever actually been asked the question genuinely without an agenda or a fear factor um, associated. The very simple question, how are you? <laughs> you know, so interesting. Just, it's not, or if it is asked, the person is just being polite and doesn't really right. want to hear. Right, interesting. You know? Or you think, well, you're my non-exec. I can't actually tell you how I'm feeling because then you're going to worry about the shareholders mm. and that's going to cause me more stress. Or mm -hmm. you're my business partner. Mm -hmm. You don't really want to know how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's very rare to actually get permission to be honest in answering that question. Uh, and that's the beauty of my role. People can be utterly honest. They can also be honest saying, I'm feeling amazing. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's not always about doom and gloom. Sure. Uh, but just have the opportunity to stop and think, gosh, actually, how am I? You know, how am I? Do, do I even know? Because interestingly, Nathan, a lot of my clients don't actually know the answer to that question. Hmm. They're just too busy. And They're I just guess too busy it, for being. And I guess in this environment, especially, it changes every day. It's changing all the time. Oh, my gosh. Even by the hour, as we mm. were saying on our previous chat, you know, the rate of change is going to go in, in like it's going to speed up. It's going to slow mm. down. It's going to throw curveballs. Just when you think it's all working, something else will happen. So, yeah, just keeping that check in about how are you, mm. but also making sure other people get that same um, support. I think right now is, is vital, vital, because if you're not feeling good, mm. let's just be very black and white. If you're not feeling good, you can't be doing good. Mm. Because you're going to be coping with things that get in the way. Yeah, your, your decision making won't be as effective. Your belief in your decisions will be compromised. Hmm. Your consistency in how you execute may be erratic. Because if your feelings are not in a good place, they can set little bombs and gremlins off all over the place. Right. And right. then that goes into my next question that I ask, which again, 
9.5 of my clients cannot answer, mm-hmm. which is, what's your job? <laughs> what, what do you actually do? Right. And so again, I was chatting with a different CEO who has a very successful business, uh, you know, significant numbers on every level. Mm. And they were talking for about three to five minutes and they were suddenly realizing they weren't answering the question. <laughs> right. <laughs> so simply put, what being CEO of Company X yeah. right now in 2020, what does that mean? And so interestingly, given that what all our jobs were, even just a couple of weeks ago, are actually probably quite different to what they are now. Sure. Because everything has changed. Mm. So we have to change. We have to be agile. But at the same time, we have to make good decisions. And that takes a lot of energy. But if you're clear on your phys- on your emotional state and how you actually are and what lens, dominant lens you're seeing your world through, positive or negative, you know, healthy or not healthy, you're really clear on what your job is right now in the immediacy and short term, longer term, because who can be too long term right now? Sure then you can be much more effective and engaged in your in your world both inside and outside of work it's it's super fascinating and i wish we had more time to get into this in a lot more detail because there's so many more questions that i have <laughs> with this but we're running out of time it's not all doom and gloom i like to end all of these interviews with a silver linings piece um where is the silver lining been for you both personally and professionally throughout throughout this crisis I think just to go back to one of the points I've shared already, the, the power of connection. You know, the the it was interesting, the the realness of conversations I was having with both established people I know uh, and new people I'd never spoken to before, but we were thrown together through different circumstances of connecting. Mm. And it reminded me, uh, you know, it was a horrible event that happened, you know, 9-11. But just after 9-11, I remember the same thing happened, that suddenly all the veils were lifted sure. and people were just human. Yeah. And you cut through all the crap and you had genuine conversations, much more uh, peer-to-peer, mm-hmm. human-to-human, mm-hmm. actually, not even peer-to-peer, human-to-human. And that's what I found has been a beautiful thing to experience in these last few weeks. Mm. People just coming together, having very real conversations, but also real conversations coming from a place of wanting to help mm. and support without um, need or greed. You know, it's just, can I help you? I am here. Um, so I think the silver lining of realising the power of connection and then so many other things have opened up. I mean, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. Sure. You know, uh, our connection. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. So I think the silver lining is that so many interesting connections mm. are happening faster, but also happening much more powerfully because people are now being more honest with each other. It's a great place to end. Sally Henderson is an executive change mentor offering support, advice and help to senior leaders. Sally, thank you very much for being on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out regular COVID-19 podcast updates to share how world-class agencies and business leaders are responding to these challenges. Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives. HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, business continuity planning, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms, managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and your employees, 
Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.